Welcome to the show. You picked a very, very incredible time to join. Your timing is absolutely impeccable because we are picking up where we left us. We're in the middle of a series, all right? For my regular listeners, you already know this. We are in the middle of a four-part series. We're talking about the four parts of success, the four phases, I should say, the four phases of success, the way people treat you when you decide, when you make the decision to Get out of your comfort zone. When you make the decision to go and do some major things in your life, when you decide that you want more out of life than what it's already given you, when you're going to go out and take things, you're going to go out and make yourself a success. You're going to go out and create things. You are going to experience these types of things. You're going to experience experience these four phases, all right? First phase is that they will love you, all right? You will be enamored. You will be enjoy there'll be people who say man i love what you're doing i love what you're trying to do the initial reaction to what it is you're going out and pursuing you will be loved in some way shape form or fashion and the example if you did not listen to the episode two by two previous of the episode on love the examples that I, i spoke about was when i put my first book out titled swiftly your guide to innovative teamwork i was a trainer at a company named nine round and i had boxes like boxes of books and they were just flying off the shelves you know by the by within the week the on the entire books all the entire books were already purchased all right the next phase is the phase in which a lot of people can't well in fact before i even go to the next phase let me just have a give you a little bit of recap but phase one that love can be mistaken for acceptance. And if you go back, if you recall and go back to the episode, I actually had to stop myself. I mistakenly explained that love phase with the, with the acceptance phase because a lot of times you can go through that love phase and you could feel like you're accepted and feel like you've arrived. Yet, however, I'm here as your Move Swiftly speaker to tell you, do not fall for the okie doke. Do not think that just because you're being loved initially that all of a sudden you've been accepted and you have arrived because it does not work like that. Because phase number two, phase number two is you will be criticized. You will be hated on. You will have people who will find reasons and say shit about you that are just not true and just a bunch of hating shit that gets said about you. And the example, if you have not yet gone back and listened to the episode in which I titled, I actually haven't come up with the title yet, but it would be something around the criticism, the hate. I used the example of a coworker I had during night while I was at Nine Round 
who, you know, taught me a lot in terms of the boxing lessons. I've spoken about him in the past. His name is Pablo. And he never bought a book. Never of all the people that are coming in buying books. He is my coworker. He is the person that I was working with for the, you know, year and a half, close to two years at that point, never even purchased a book. The only thing he said to the members was, oh, well, until I see him acting like, a good employee, then I'm going to buy a book, you know, come up with some lame ass excuse as to why he didn't buy one, even though everybody else in the, in that gym community was buying it. Bullshit. You know, again, that's the hating phase. That's the critical phase. Now we're on to phase number three, all right? The third phase, which again, can be very, very difficult for a lot of people. If you do not have thick skin, all right, this between phase two and phase three, you're, you have got to have alligator skin because phase three is being ignored, all right? The people who loved you, the people who hated on you, both of them are going to be put into the same category because both of them are going to ignore you, all right? Both of them are going to ignore you. Both of those people, when you're going out and you're doing some great things and you're trying to get your books sold or you're trying to get your services out there, you're trying to get your business off the ground and you've been at it for some time, the people that knew you before you started the business or knew you while you were getting it off the ground, there's going to be that group of people that love what you're doing. And there's going to be that group of people that hate what you're doing. And eventually, if you're consistent enough with doing it, you will be ignored. You'll be ignored. I, I'm speaking from experience at the moment, right? I'm from if you want to just use an example, use this. I'll share a few examples with you as, as I go into this episode, but just simply use this podcast as an example. All right. Just use the podcast as an example. I had, I've had people tell me when I first started this podcast, how much they love this podcast, how much they love listening to it. They, they really enjoyed it. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee that those same people are no longer listening to this podcast at all. And that's why it's become a show now. That's why it's become a show that comes out five days a week. That's why it's being put out as often as it is being put out. That's why you hear me speaking on this show so very much. It's, in fact, it has grown beyond what a podcast really is. It's become a show now. It's become as one friction, getting in there, spitting some real truth, talking some real truth, talking the realities of the situation. So again, and I haven't said this lately, but I need to start back saying it. But if you do not want to be successful, if you do not want to reach your maximum potential, if you don't want to get somewhere in life, again, this isn't the show for you. I haven't said I, 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 there was a point in which I tried to say that on this show every single time and I've gotten away from it in times, but I'm going to repeat it. I'm going to refresh it. If you do not want to be successful, if you're not trying to get across the bridge, if you're not trying to make the most out of your life, this isn't the show for you. If this is not the show for you, I want to be very clear. I want to make sure I'm on the record for saying that. This show is strictly for my folks who do want to be successful, strictly for the folks who are trying to get across the bridge, who are working somewhere and they're just building and building and building and building and building. I, I know exactly what that feels like. I know what that pain feels like to be getting ignored and, and to feel like, you know, one of my favorite books, if you, if you check out my YouTube channel, my favorite books, I did an entire video on this. My favorite books is Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. And a boy virtually goes throughout the entire book nameless. He's working hard. He's doing all these things. Yet 
he's continuously and continuously being ignored, continuously and continuously being ignored. And here is the key. Here's the key. If you're at this, if you're at this phase of being ignored, here's what I want you to understand. It is not you that they're ignoring. It's their own personal shit. It's their own personal shit. And they see where you're going in life. They see what you're about. And they themselves, whether they, they want nothing to do with it, not because you have bad shit or you're putting shit out there that's just not listenable or, or not readable or, or not worth listening to or whatever it is. Their own insecurities, their own insecurities are what's eating at them. I'll give you an example. When I first got to Florida, when I first got to Florida, I was in St. Petersburg, Florida. And I was working at a company named Orange State Fitness. And if you're a regular listener, this is kind of of a review for you, right? So I I was really pursuing. At the time, there was a girl that I was pursuing. And I've spoken about her on previous episodes as well. She was a former Miami Heat dancer. And I've given you guys the entire shebang. Her dad worked at a church. And I went to that church and everything. There was all sorts of of things that if I get started on it, I'll get off topic when it comes to what it is I want to say, but there's, there's a lot of move. There were a lot of moving parts. There were a lot. Actually, let me just give you a story. So you have some context. So what happened was when I got to South Florida, I got to South Florida because of a, because of a job offer from the Miami Dolphins foundation and the church that she worked at, that her father founded happened to be, it's a, the name of the church is Keys to Life Church. And it was basically a few miles away from the, it, it is, I don't know if the church is still in existence or not, but it, it was, at least at the time, a few miles from the Miami Dolphins Stadium. And, you know, that's where I used to work and it was easy for me to get there. And I, I went to that church and was completely shut down by the pastor's daughter and all that stuff. And me and the pastor, I, I just stopped going because I didn't like the the way he managed the whole situation. I thought he was a very weak and move weak manager and things like that. If, if you want to dive more into that topic, go to the episode titled Weak Management Part One. The reason I named it Part One is because I will do another episode on weak management and stuff like that. So that's that's pretty much the the scenario. So previously, what makes actually what makes that situation even more ridiculous was just seven months prior to that moment maybe maybe i'm exaggerating a little bit it was around yeah maybe want to say three to four months around four three or four months going into that situation in which i walked into keys to life church i had gotten to know the pastor's oldest daughter her name is bridget i got to know her really really well all right really well because i was one of her clients all right meaning I was paying a monthly fee to do for her to send me workouts every week. And I would do those workouts because, you know, I, I paid to be a client. Now, I, admittedly, I'm admitting to you that one of the reasons I did do that was because, you know, her sister's a Miami Heat dancer, but it didn't necessarily say I was interested in her sister and her sister specifically. I knew I was interested in Miami Heat dancers in general. So I, I, I will admit that there was a level of manipulation or maybe some, and you may agree with that. You, you may be saying, hey, that's kind of manipulative, that's mean or whatever it is, which is fair. And I'm 100%, if, if that's what you want to label it, that's totally fine. I've exercised that and I've you know, been, I, in fact, there was a point where I even apologized to Pastor Jackson, Pastor Jackson for maybe manipulating the situation with his two daughters because of 
how uncomfortable I make them feel, whatever it is. The bottom line is this. Here, here, here's what I want to get you to when it comes to the whole element of being ignored and what happens, right? I don't think it was manipulation because I actually did the work, all right? I actually showed up and I did the workouts. I paid my money and I did exactly what was told of me from the client trainer perspective. Granted, my reasoning for doing it may have been a little off, but at the end of the day, I was a paying customer and I did what it is I had to do. So when I got to South Florida, I joined and I, I remember, actually I remember speaking about this a little bit in my book, Make Your Move. I didn't get, take a deep dive into this topic, but I'm going to do it now for you. Just so you understand the whole concept of being ignored, right? I remember getting to South Florida and Bridget had something called a 30-day fitness challenge. And it is exactly the way it sounds. 30 days in which we clean up the way we eat. We do the workouts that she sends us. And we see how we take a before picture and we take an after picture of the 30 days. And we see how we look before the 30 days, before we started her program. And then we see how we look after. And she had a challenge where it was myself, a bunch of people in a Facebook group where we were all coming in and doing our 30-day fitness challenge. Long story short, as one won the 30-day fitness challenge, I cleaned it up. If uh, actually, if I, I the pictures may still uh, the pictures may still be out there somewhere, but I cleaned it up, and you see the difference in the way I looked there before the 30 days and the way I looked after the 30 days. It was a huge, huge difference in terms of how much weight I had actually lost. Right. So here's what Bridget promised the winner. The winner of the winner of that challenge was in this. She's on record saying this. The winner of, of that challenge was supposed to get $100 from her. And we were all supposed to get a free workout, like a free workout that she was going to come and give us a work or give the, the winner a workout. And we were going to get a T-shirt. Those were the three things that the winner was going to get. I never got those things. I never got those things at all. Here's what happened. During that 30 days, I started going to, because I was I had moved from St. Petersburg to South Florida. I started going to the church and regularly attending the church every single Sunday. Okay. And what happened, what ha here, here's the, the thing that happened. It became so ridiculously awkward for me to be in there because I'm here getting to know her family. She's living in Orlando. And she still owes me money. She still owes me a T-shirt. And she still owes me the workout that was promised for the winnings. And I'm not hearing back from her. In fact, the first time I went to the church, I saw her and she completely ignored me, completely blew me off. She looked away, acted like, you know, acted like she never met me in the, never ever met me and didn't know who I was, which in itself was fucking ridiculous. But that's, I wasn't even upset about that. I understood she was with her family and it may have been awkward. Whatever the reason is. The bottom line is I was a paying customer and I never got my shit. All right. So for a while, I just, I personally just, you know, I tried to put my blinders up. I was like, you know what? That's her life. That's how she wants to run her business. Fuck it. I'm going to keep going to the church and I'm going to keep getting this word in because I was developing my walk of faith. I was, you know, this was the first time in my life that I was actually voluntarily attending a church and getting to know the word of God and things like that. So 
eventually it became so ridiculously awkward for me to be in there. In fact, there was a time where I went up to her little, her little sister's name is Brittany. And I went up to her little sister and I just tried, I said a good morning. I tried to shake her hand or give her a fist bump and she wouldn't even shake my hand. She wouldn't even shake my hand. She came into, she came up with some fucking excuse about how she doesn't touch people and just stupid shit that I don't even really feel like getting into. I, I will, maybe I'll talk about that on another, on another, at another day. I don't even feel like getting into her specifically on this episode all right even though she does fit the, the bill when it comes to ignoring anyway i want to get to her older sister because i believe her older sister is what created all the confusion that still exists to this very fucking day all right so i messaged the sister after that incident after that time in church and it was a sunday and i said look you know i'm i'm starting to see life in a different way and i don't want there to be awkwardness between myself and your father i like going to the church you know, it's very awkward for me to be somewhere and getting to know someone and knowing that his daughters have such a problem with me or whatever it was. And then this is when she said the most egregious bullshit that I think I've ever heard in my life. I'm not exactly, this was such bullshit, all right? Her response was, oh, I don't have a problem with you. And then I responded, well, why the fuck didn't I? I didn't say fuck, I, I said, I typed it up in a very nice way before I actually lost it. I did lose it at this point, but I said, why didn't I get my money from the challenge? Why didn't I get my T-shirt? Why didn't I get the stuff I was promised? And she comes up with this bullshit excuse about how, oh, mainly because the the way you, what, what was it? It was you, you spoke about, you said something about me. Yeah, yeah, she said something about how I made fun of her communication or how I said that she wasn't as, communication communicating the right way or said something to get yeah, yeah that was the word that she said mainly because i bashed her company i bashed her company and i and that's why she ignored me all right okay let, let's break the whole fucking thing down all right let, let's just go through the whole thing first of all i i take the before pictures and the after pictures i'm branded up by her she posts she posted the shit on her social media and I gave her, you know, this, this is stuff I'm being used to market her business. And I reposted and I do everything it is. I suppose I say something about her communication, not being the best, but at the end of the day, you see pictures of me losing weight and I bashed her company bullshit. Number one. And then she admits to saying, Oh, well, that's why I just simply ignored. Okay. That's what I mean. All right. So I'm going to break this down for you even further. I'm going to break it down even further. All right. Me losing that weight, me going to church regularly, all of that is a is a process, is a is a symbol of growth. It's a symbol of growth. The same way you are coming up with whatever idea you're coming up with right now, you're doing whatever it is you're trying to do, and you're out there making things happen for yourself. When you start growing and you start growing to the point in which the people who were around you before are a lot like the Bridgets, right? The Bridgets of the world who knew me before I started going to the church, who knew me before I lost that weight and all that. When you start doing things to compromise them and make them feel insecure, what they're going to do is ignore you, ignore you. And you have to be ready for that shit. You have to be ready for it because like I mentioned in the beginning, it's not you that they're ignoring. They are simply, they are simply ignoring the fact that they're not the person that got you there. And they're running away. She's, she's trying to 
throw the fact away that I don't want her ass and I wanted her little sister. She's trying to she's trying to just ignore that fact so it doesn't get out. So she doesn't look like an idiot. So she doesn't look like a person that can't keep a man. So people don't say what they're going to say, which is exactly what I just said. You want your little sister and not your ass. That's what that's what she was really ignoring. She was trying to run away from that story and that headline. And how do I know this? It's the just to wrap up the story, the way things kind of ended with me and Keys to Life Church is when I, I spoke to Pastor Jackson's wife. Her name is Judy, Judy Jackson. And when Judy Jackson, myself, and Pastor Jackson had a, a very candid conversation about me being there and everything I just kind of laid out to you guys, Judy said this. She said, Bridget, her oldest daughter, came to me and said, oh, he likes my little, he likes Brittany, or he likes, he he." is interested in getting to know Brittany or whatever it is. And all this time, instead of her coming to me, now these are two married, these are two formed, by the way, Bridget is formally married. She, I don't know if she's still married or not. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't, but she was someone who's been married at the time and Judy has been married for 40 years. For these two married women to keep this secret from me and ignore the fact that I'm coming to the church every single day, growing and learning, getting to know the word of God. And for them to ignore the fact that these things are being said about me, that's what I mean when I say being ignored, being ignored to the point, being ignored to the point that when you grow and the truth starts to come out, the people who should be supporting you, the people that you would expect are supporting you will not do it. They won't happen. So what do we have to do? What do we have to do? We got to keep rolling, man. We got to keep rolling. And that's why I mentioned at the beginning, your skin needs to be fucking thick. It has got to be as thick as humanly possible if you are going to get through this, these next two phases. you got to have very, very thick skin. All right, actually, I'll give you another example. At the moment, at the moment, now actually this, this probably happened about a year ago, probably happened about a year ago, right? Is when I officially put out my third book. The third book is called The Move Swiftly coloring book. And the reason I put this book out is because of the learning center that as of this recording, I currently work for. It's called, it's called Kindercare Learning Centers, right? And the reason I put this book out is because at the time I was working in a VPK room, which stands for Voluntary Pre-Kindergarten. And there was a young, like four-year-old girl who had real rage issues, real anger issues, all right? And one of the things that we actually did to calm her down is we calmed her down by giving her a coloring book, giving her just things that was she in which she can color and things like that. And that always, always, always calmed her down, always calmed her down. And I got to thinking, if you want to actually, if you want to go and listen to an episode, it's titled anti-bullying with, with the get though the lady, I, her name is, is escaping me right now, but the title of the episode is anti-bullying. And she was a griot or something like that, griot's corner. And she was the one that helped me put the coloring book together and all that stuff. But if you do want a copy of the book, just go to makeyourmove.com and it's right there. It's Move Swiftly Coloring Book. It's a great coloring book. In fact, I gave a few free ones away to the mothers and they loved it and stuff like that. It's, a, it's definitely a good thing for birthday parties, goodie bags and stuff like that. So, but anyway. I remember going to Emily at the time. Emily was a center director and I'm like, look, I got this coloring book, man. Let's get it. Let's get some distribution. Let's get some sales. Let's do what we got to do. And all she did was give me a corporate. She gave me a corporate email and I sent the email and never heard back. Constantly ignored. 
again, that does not stop me from selling the book. What it does is it makes it so I understand how to sell it now, how to talk about it. Who is my tribe? Who is my crew of people? What's the best deal? What's the best parameters? What are the margins that are going to be involved when people buy from my website versus buying it from Amazon? It forced me to think about all of those things. So the being ignored part, if you look at it the right way, if you look at it the right way, it's going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. In fact, recently, 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 I had a, another situation. I can go on and on and on and on and on and on about this topic of being ignored because I'll be lucky. Listen, I post a social media every single day. I post a YouTube video every single day. I would be lucky the days in which I get two likes on social media, the days in which I even get one comment on something that I put on social media. It's all being ignored. It's all being ignored. And the only thing it's telling me is not discouraging me. It's not. And I want you guys to get to, I want that to get through to you. It's not a discouragement. It's not a detriment. It's not a sign of you not making progress. Make sure you stamp that. Make sure you absolutely understand that. It is not, if you are being ignored by whoever, whenever, it is not a sign of you not making progress. Be very clear on that. All right. Go back, listen to what I just said about Bridget and her mother and her sister. And I still was able to go to the church, get the word, and I, my relationship with God and not the Jackson family, my relationship with God has strengthened and my relationship with the Jackson family has weakened. But fuck the relationship with the Jackson family. My relationship, my loyalties is now with God. Had things worked out the way I thought it would have, had she not ignored me and done what I thought what she should have done, guess what? The relationship with the Jackson family would be would have been in would be strong and it shouldn't have been strong because you see the kind of people they are but god revealed those kinds of people right god revealed those things and as you put the color as i put the coloring book out again god reveals to me that just like it says in colossians 3 23 do all your work unto god and not on to man god revealed to me okay as one the kinder care corporate people ain't listening to you right now but let's get your margins together let's make sure you have some promotion let's make sure you got a deal in which you can go to another learning center or go to another uh youth group or another school in which the coloring book can get some real distribution and it taught me how to be an incredible businessman and be very sharp with my numbers that's what it taught me that's what getting ignored can do that's what it can do and i'll actually i'll close you out with this example it was an example that happened not too long ago it was just actually can't remember the holiday it was a recent how i want to say it was labor day labor day morning yes labor day morning and by the time this comes out i get it. it's going to be long long past labor day but that's what i'm doing that's why i'm producing this podcast on a on unbelievable rate that's why you hear so many solo episodes is because i just put I went back to the roots and said this is what this show is about that's why and here's here's a reason right coach kendall ficklin a lot of people love him is a and I love him. I love him personally just based on the few conversations I've had with him, the people that have spoken about him, the testimonials that he's given. In fact, if it wasn't for him, the book swiftly probably would not be out right now because it was from him. I learned how to if you've listened to previous episodes, I've had some of his former clients on the show. It was from Coach K in which I learned the importance of putting people into categories. And that's what kind of birthed the idea of creating swiftly, which, by the way, if you don't know, it stands for skilled, well-informed front team. And then you lift yourself. It was, you know, seeing his work that first taught me how to, you know, put people into categories from a work standpoint, all that kind of stuff. Right. So he put out an email, a, a video 
saying, hey, you know, if we fell out, you're getting this email because we fell out. Let's reconnect. Let's do this. You know, basically an email trying to follow up with his entire email list. And I got it. And at least at the moment, I was open to joining a brand new mastermind because the one that I was previously a part of, Dre has, you know, he abolished it. He just kind of dismissed it and he moved on from it. So I was looking to join a brand new mastermind, right? So I get an email from the Kendall Flickin, Kendall Ficklin team. And it says, hey, you know, if you're interested in joining his new mastermind that he's going to be starting up, make sure you schedule a call and we'll talk about it. So that's exactly what I did. I scheduled the call for Labor Day because, again, that's one of the few days in which I'm free. Usually during the week, I don't have much time during the week. But Labor Day, I was off Monday. I was off from the Learning Center Monday. And I scheduled the call for Monday morning. And you don't have to guess what happened. You already know what happened. You already fucking know. I get there at 9 a.m. I am in the Zoom meeting room waiting and waiting and waiting. I call, I email, I text, I, I do everything. And to this day, I have yet to get a response. Completely ignored. And this was about me. This wasn't even about me approaching him about being on the podcast, which I've done in the past. And that, you know, he, he ignored that as well. But this was about me actually paying him a monthly to be a part of his mastermind. And it got ignored. Never even followed up. Never even followed up my email. And I ask myself, I say, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. At this point, it, it's like Drake said, there's a point in life where your idols become your rivals. You make friends with Mike, but you got to AI him for your survival. That means you make friends with Michael Jordan, but you got to give him an Allen Iverson crossover and, and hit, up a, hit a 17-footer in his face for your survival. And when he ignored at this stage, after all of the ignoring, after all the shit I've just told you about, at this stage, I felt like AI and said, okay, it's time for as one Crookshank, your one and only move swiftly speaker to really get some skin in the game. Now it's time to look at people like Coach K as a competitor, as a, a person who is a competitor. And I, don't, I ain't paying you because it's going to be myself or Coach K. That's the way some people are going to decipher. You got to get on his level. And that's the way it's going to be. And that leads me, that just, that just saying that in itself leads me to the fourth and final phase, with, which, in which we'll do a deeper dive into on my next solo episode, which will come out very, in a very, very, very close conjunction to this because I don't normally do podcast episodes in a series like this. This is the first time I'm actually sticking and doing a series. So the next one, the next phase, phase four. So let's just to recap, phase one was that they love what you're doing. Phase two, they're criticizing your work. They're hating on your shit. Phase three, which we did a deep dive on today, is where you're going to get ignored. And phase four is where they just have to accept you. They just have to accept you. And again, remember that phase one and phase two, I mean, phase one and phase four can be very easily misconstrued. You can misconstrue the love with acceptance. And we have to, this is why you're listening to the show. So you understand that that love is not acceptance. You still have to go through that phase of getting hated on and getting criticized you got to go through that phase of being ignored as well and then the fourth and final phase where they simply have to accept you where you keep showing up every single day try to hate on them try to ignore them try to to make up shit try to do a bunch of shit and he still or she or she has still keep going and still is making his making making his move and still putting in that work and now i simply have to accept and i can't wait to get to that phase with you guys just tune in it's coming very very soon all right Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon.
Yes. I'ma call this one real rap. Because this rap is real. You know? I hope you ain't too tired to cry. And I hope you know you ain't never too loud to die. Listen. Grew up where the people call them people on us Think we slinging but we just got beepers on us Grinding all day like we got sleep insomnia Living like the videos, right a treatment on us Stuck in the hood like they pour semen on us Ghetto birds still shitting on us Government still quitting on us Lost a few homies and the grief still sitting on us So we got their names written on us White folks still spitting on us and them bitch ass police canines Teeth still gritting on us But we smoke, ashes still getting on us Older bitches still hitting on us I remember well, BZ roller L BZ ain't here, where's BZ at? BZ got killed And that was my nigga I go way back with my nigga But I know that's how it happened, my nigga Shit is much deeper than this rapping, my nigga but now they all rapping, my niggas So now I must make it happen So I'ma play the captain Sailboat flapping, my nigga No fingers, I'm snapping Happy for my nigga Lil Tegas Cause even though we couldn't The Lord saved them Last time we seen them was when Katrina hated Found his body like a month later Rest in peace, boy He was an East boy And so was Wessie West He was a good nigga So I know he blessed and his daughter is a princess This shit is harder than a bench press But I'ma keep going And I swear I got a lump in my throat But I'ma keep on pumping the flow So if I cry, don't stop the beat I feel like my heart just stopped the beat My nigga Lil Derrick was quick to cop a key Either that or load the gat and go pop a G And because of that, he's just a name in the rhyme of mine I pray his family and his mama's fine So much shit just sit on this mind of mine I think about it all the time I drink about it all the time I smoke back to back Cause if my thoughts got to me I'd be in this rap <laughs> I'd be in the can Thank God I had dreams of being a man Yeah, and fuck a man with a badge Cause he ain't shit to a man on the edge The 5-0 killed naughty good boy day. Man, you would've thought they killed cornbread Shot him up face down on the lawn Not to mention with his handcuffs on Not to mention they had plain clothes on And the complaint goes on But nobody do nothing about it The jailhouse and the mortgage is too fucking crowded And haters at an all-time high Everybody got a haters like a fucking iPod Shit and they tried to burn my phantom up But I got my gun license I got my hammers up I'm ready to shoot like a camera Stay still, motherfucker I'ma have to write my will this summer Cause if they don't kill me I'ma kill this summer Yeah And you can put that on my late father On my late grandmother Miss Mercedes Carter On my grandfather Larry Balsock the old man hustled till his heart stopped And all I know of my real pops is that he had money No bank account, that brown paper bag money Yeah, he might hit me off with a little brag money 
But the nigga still wouldn't be a dad for me But look how it turned out, I hope he glad for me But that's why when I see him, my ex mad funny Cause he's a joke to me Don't message, don't call, don't talk to me It's just me and my mama how it's supposed to be And I make sure she pay like she wrote for me And I know she gets all hope for me And I don't ever wanna see her mope for me Hopefully, but truthfully There is a date that's due for me But we gon' pray that it's as far as the future sees You are listening to the future We see F-Vaping Amen